Hi, this is Pastor Greg Ryan of Faith Bible Church in Mechanicsville, Maryland, coming at you with my weekly podcast, So I Was Reading. In it, I'll share my observations and applications on something I read in God's Word this week, and I hope and pray that these thoughts will bless you in some way as we delve into the Word together and pray about what we've learned. To all who join me on the first podcast, welcome back. If this is your first time, I invite you to go back and listen to the first one. We'll wait. And that's about long enough, so welcome to you all too. Let's get started, shall we? So I was reading Genesis 8, and verse 21 jumped out at me, particularly the first part of the verse, but uh, the whole verse in general. But of course, we always need context, so let's read together after we have a little talk with the author. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, first we want to thank you for your guidance in our lives and for allowing us to speak with you and hear from you as you guide us to a deeper relationship with our Savior. We ask that you teach us your word today and give us the understanding we need to do the Father's will in this world. And it's in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. So, We're looking at the scene where Noah and the animals are getting ready to disembark the ark, and then immediately after, they do disembark. Hopefully everyone listening knows the flood narrative, and if you do not, you may want to go back and read chapter 6 and 7. But we're going to be in chapter 8, starting with verse 15, and I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible of 1995 this time, though when I study... I do like to look at four versions simultaneously. Uh, It's just what I do. So let's read. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creature, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth, went out by their families from the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled the soothing aroma, and the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. And I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So, from all that, the verse that, like I said, really popped was was 21. The Lord smelled the soothing aroma. Some versions render it pleasing aroma, though the direct Hebrew is uh, probably more accurately soothing. Uh, And the Lord said to himself, literally in the Hebrew, said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground on account of man or because of man. For the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. Now the CSB says, uh, the Christian Standard Bible perhaps more clearly, even though the inclination of the human heart is evil from youth onward. And the Hebrew word translated youth can also be translated childhood or earliest life. And yeah, even those are, these are just kind of thoughts off the top of my head. I do look up words like that occasionally because 
that's who I am. So what this shows us, shows me, is God knows my every thought. Every thought of my past, all the way back to my conception before my thoughts even had a language. He knows my struggles, even, even those internal struggles that are against no one but myself and that no one else knows about. And still, God is going to have mercy on us, even knowing all of that. The rest of verse 21, um, see, this says that God will never again destroy every living thing or destroy all living creatures as he had done in the flood. As I read this, I, I was led to the picture of my own salvation, to his plan of saving some. His son for my sin, so that his full wrath need not be poured out on all of us. And literally, at the time of the flood, his wrath was, quote-unquote, poured out. Every man, bird, and beast would perish, save for one man, his wife, and as a blessing to him, his three sons and their wives. And of course, two of every animal and seven of certain clean animals. Um, the sins of mankind caused the almost complete extermination of mankind and every other creature except, I don't know, I assume like fish because they'd be okay in the water. I don't know, but that's not entirely important here. What is important is that God makes it known here that never again will he give every human being exactly what every human being deserves, which is eternal punishment for their sins against an eternal God. But that doesn't mean that he's somehow going to change us at this time forward from Noah's flood forward so that we can no longer sin. No, instead, what he alludes to is a future time which we can now see in hindsight and in the future, um, to a time when someone would pay the price for the sins of man. But since no man can ever do that because, as the verse says, the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth, he, God, is going to do it himself in the incarnation of the personality of the Son, who we now know was Jesus the Christ. With the death and resurrection of Jesus, we now have the option of opting out of hell, of choosing salvation, because he has elected some of us to do that. And I personally am thankful that I, for some reason unknown to me, only known to him, have been marked for that election of salvation. And this thought just serves to really humble me, to remind me that I've been bought for a price, a price far too great for me ever to pay. For my sins, a whole world, the very ground, and my body, which by the way, comes from the ground and to the ground will return, literally becoming ground, deserves to be destroyed. The whole world does because my sins are sins of the world. You are what you eat, you've probably heard said. More literally, though, you are what your mother ate while you were in the womb, and now you're just maintaining that. And everything you ever ate came from the earth and goes back to earth and becomes earth again. So again, Jesus paid for my sin, sin that is strong enough that the planet itself is slated for destruction. But the good news, 
The gospel plan is that Christ has paid for this, is big enough to pay for this. The one man, the God-man, the only man that could pay for the price of the world's sins, or even for any individual's sins, did pay the price for the world's sins, including, individually, mine and yours. And for that, we all need to be eternally, but also here every second, thankful to him that he did, in fact, pay. So, Lord God, help me this day to purify my mind, to purge my evil thoughts and inclinations, to be aware of when I fail to remember what it is you've done for me and the price that you paid. Help me to wait vigilantly for the day of your return, waiting in peace and purity. It's in Jesus' holy and precious name that I pray. Amen. And thank you all again for joining me in this quick peek into God's word. And I hope you have a blessed and fruitful week. May God bless you abundantly and may he bless others through you. Take care. I'm now waving at you. Goodbye. So I Was Reading is a ministry of Faith Bible Church of Mechanicsville, Maryland a non-denominational body of believers bound together by a desire to know the Lord and to reach others with His gospel message. If you are interested to know more about our church, our beliefs, or this podcast, you can contact us at soiwasreading at faithbiblemd.org or look us up on the World Wide Web at faithbiblemd.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week in His name.